The House of Roll journeys far and wide to bring you exceptional quality kitchen and bath fixtures. In all of this, you'll see the details of your own story. The story of a life well-crafted. Welcome to the House of Roll. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me. What up, oozes? What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further. Wrestle Addict Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling content. What's going on, guys? This is Willie T. My name is Mr. Press. This is your resident smart slayer. Search for Wrestle Addict Radio on all major podcast platforms, and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast, and you are listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war, because you're listening. Come join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Radio, radio, radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Coda Jacobs, the crusader and visionary behind a brighter future in wrestling. If you're an honorable and noble public servant like myself, you are listening to the Game Changer Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Game Changer Podcast. This is indeed all the things she said by Tattoo. It is a sad day in the world of professional wrestling, and we'll get into it why in just a bit. I am indeed Nate the Effing Grade here for Wrestle Attic Radio, and joining me is my Wrestle Attic Radio co-host, the one, the only, your favorite Canadian on wrestling Twitter and Twitter itself and mine, the one and only legend, wait for it, Derry, Mr. Fretz. means I have jurisdiction over a certain uh, young lady's speeding ticket in Edmonton. We'll get to that. Yes, it is me. It is me. It is Mr. Fretz. I set the wrong alarm clock this morning, and I'm just getting caffeine fueled now, so uh, too bad it's not a little bit of the bubbly, but I'll save that <laughs> for dinner time. All right. Good Lord. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, obviously... For a lot of pe- people that have been following the wrestling news this past week, uh, this past weekend was a bit of a sad day for us and wrestling fans as uh, Victoria announced her retirement. A lot of people know her uh, by her real name of Lisa. She announced that she was going to, that this past week her final match was against, I, I believe it was Melina, if I'm not mistaken. So yep. she has made her retirement known. And honestly, guys, we wanted to just take a little bit of time right now to talk about Victoria, just like her evolution in the women's division in all of wrestling, as well as maybe even talk about some of our favorite moments and matches from Victoria. I actually got the chance to watch a couple matches 
before we got on the air. So I, I got some interesting words to say about some of these matches, trust me. Um, so when I think of Victoria, I said this on Twitter that she was honestly a pioneer of the true women's uh, revolution. So because when we when we had that going on uh, during I think this is like in the early two thousands time we still had a lot of like the bubbly ditzy girls that just kind of rolled around and they were more more or less you know the sexy type and everything like that but you know workhorses like Jazz and Jacqueline they were still kind of in the mix but they weren't exactly getting the exposure that they really needed to be actual athletes so. We get to now 2002, and by this point, Victoria had already been one of the Godfather hoes. She also was in W... I think she played, like, a small role in WCW at some point. And here's actually a really fun fact, was that her inspiration to get into wrestling was actually uh, none other than WWE Hall of Famer. The late, great China actually got her into wrestling. Because she actually had a conversation with Victoria where she said that she had a great look and that she should definitely, you know, get into the world of professional wrestling. So China was definitely an inspiration to Victoria getting into, you know, the world of wrestling. So that is honestly really cool. And I could honestly almost say that Victoria was almost like the second coming of China. She definitely had, you know, the physique that's, you know, she's not just the pretty girl. She is definitely somebody who is just literally rough and tough. But when we got to her in 2002, oh boy, did we get something special from her. We got probably the first example of what a psychopath it was. And honestly, people were talking you know, about like Mickey James or, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of like another example. Uh, there's a lot of the crazy women gimmicks that they've done every now and again. Victoria was definitely an originator of that. She definitely was the one who made that gimmick really cool. And she definitely did that with her feud with Trish Stratus in 2002. Uh, she was doing this deal where she talked about how Trish Stratus, you know, betrayed her because, you know, hey, we came in at the same time, but Trish never gave me a chance. And I remember actually one time a commentary where, uh, <laughs> where Lawler made this comment. It's like, you know, I think she wanted to, you know, be friends with Trish Stratus, but now I think she wants to be Trish Stratus. And I just remember thinking to myself, I don't think so, Jerry. I think she wants to kill Trish Stratus at this point. Uh, and that definitely James wanted to be Trish Stratus. Yes. No, I will agree with that statement. Literally, just the few that they had literally just showed Victoria just, you know, talking to herself in a mirror. She acted absolutely crazy. She just, you know, tore everything apart. She attacked Terry Reynolds and even made, like, this comparison between her and Trish where she's like, oh, you have, you know, such... Pretty eyes, such pretty hair, such pretty little puppies, just like Trish Stratus. And as soon as that hits, it's like, oh, oh, Terry, honey, R.I.P., R.I.P. <laughs> and just seeing her getting wrecked by Victoria was like, yep, yep, she's she's kind of done for the time being. I, oh my gosh, she was honestly a workhorse in WWE. She wasn't promoted and she wasn't you know as heavily involved with a lot of matches as we wanted her to be but you look at some of her early stuff and even like a matter of her first two years in wrestling she was already involved in a hardcore matchup at survivor series with trish Stratus. she also got involved in a first ever cage match between her and lita 
in 2003, and then she was involved in that uh, hair versus title match, which we actually got the chance to review when we talked about WrestleMania 20. So she definitely is one of those women who has a historic background to her, especially when it comes to the realm of WWE. Former two-time women's champion, definitely one of those women who just definitely did try to do the whole repackaging deal where she went for like the crazy deal to her doing that, uh, like the the poppin' kind of song. And she was one of the first women to actually do like a like a booty dance before hitting a moonsault. So uh, for those that think like Eve Torres was one who made it look good, I'm sorry, Victoria made it better. So <laughs> that's just me. Um, she would go on to work there for at least until 2009, I want to say. And then that's when she went to Impact Wrestling, where honestly, I hate to say this, she had a really forgettable run when it came down to it. She was kind of one of those women who definitely helped build up a lot of the stars that were already there. But that was about it. She never really got like a proper title run. She never really got a proper uh, run with the company. And she even, I think, mentioned in an interview that she was treated better by WWE than by TNA, which I full-heartedly agree. Even in her last final years, at least she was promo- she was you know seen somehow on TV. At least she remember you know who she was, what she's done in Impact. It just felt like felt like nothing. It, it really did. And you know, some people say, but what about her and the Spider deal? It's like it's kind of a forgettable deal. And as cool as it was to see, you know, somebody bring in a spider and literally do kind of like the Jake the Snake deal, but in women's terms, you know, that's cool and all, but it just didn't stick out. It just didn't stick at all. It just was kind of there as a prop to quote-unquote try to get her over, and it didn't work. It really didn't work. But I've talked a lot about uh, Victoria. I've gotten the chance to uh, meet her twice in the matter of this past year. So... Honestly, she is a real sweetheart. She is one of one of the toughest women. And I will say this, funniest thing about this, she's also one of my favorite women's because she's one of the only women that I know for a fact has tried to choke out Ricky. <laughs> King Ricky. That was <laughs> So that's one of those things where it's like, yep, she she gets a she gets a point from me. Uh it's awesome. There is literally a picture on his Instagram, definitely check it out at Ambassador Biggs, where it's literally just her grabbing Ricky by the throat. It's one of those things where it's just absolutely funny. And she and he even told me this story. So for those of you that think I'm making this shit up, no, he he told me this story, story just about him getting choked by Victoria. So it's like, huh, well, you just became one of my favorite people. Thank you, Victoria. Love you. Did she think he was Keith Lee? Ooh, you know... I was wondering why he looked so familiar when I was watching NXT last night. Yeah, I'm like, I was watching the highlights uh, when I got off work this morning, and I'm like, it's like, damn, King Ricky can go in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or is this the, oh, what, what's that thing called, the Mandela effect? You know, the whole, how the Bernstein Bears is spelled, and I can tell you, because all of my old books are with my nephew now. Um, yeah, yeah, Victoria... I mean, first time I ever laid eyes on her was, of course, at SummerSlam 2000 when she was one of the Godfather's uh, ladies of the night. And I think I was, I'm on her uh, Wikipedia page uh, here. Uh, no, I'm, I was on her Wikipedia page. Now I'm on to what I'm talking about next, or unless that's on Facebook. Yeah, this is great. Here we go. Yeah, uh, I'm on here. And she had like a, 
HBIC, head bitch in charge gimmick, and then she had something kind of similar to uh, Miss Hancock, a.k.a. Stacey Keebler. And I believe she might have been at WrestleMania 2000, but the first time I ever remember her was her being uh, in the whole Save the Hose campaign when the Godfather went to the uh, right to censor as the aptly named Good Father. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and uh, she got uh, super bombed through a tape table by uh, power bomb through a table by by said good father hmm yeah save the host he wanted to kill them <laughs> yeah for, for a group that's supposed to be kind of right-wing christian that's that's awful christian of you charles <laughs> yeah that is kind of uh that 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 is kind of a hypocritical kind of deal it's like we want to save the hose. No, we want to kill the hose. But you're kind of Christian, like, we still want to kill the hose. It's like, wow. Um, what, what was that old passage called? You know, he who is without sin cast the first cast stone. Cast the first stone. And uh, yeah. I got, good father, I'm not sure that you're one of those people that should be casting any stones. I'm sorry, but you're not that kind of person. I know we're going into a biblical turn here, but at the same time, it gives us a little bit of some, you know, something funny to kind of discuss. It's like we're putting biblical stuff in wrestling. That's fine. I, I kind of like this now. <laughs> Every now and then, yeah, it works as I'm a Christian and I used to intern at a church. <laughs> okay, that. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just starting to get back to uh, going to church now, and honestly, it's one of the best things for me. I'm not going to preach about like how this is good for you. You have to make the decision yourself about that. But getting back to you know talking about Victoria, honestly. Like, like I said, I think I kind of mentioned all the great stuff that she's done. Uh, she was one of the first women to really do like the whole crazy, mentally unstable kind of gimmicks, and also be a great you know workhorse. And honestly, the two matches I mentioned—the hardcore match between her and Trish at Survivor Series, and the steel cage match—are probably two of my favorite matches that she's done. Uh, I actually do remember my first match watching with her. I actually, oh God, do I have to mention this? Um, first uh, event that I saw was, you know, SummerSlam 2004. Uh, did we have a women's title matchup? No, we did not. We had a... Oh, God. Divas Dodgeball. Which, um, all, all it was was just, hey, the Diva Search Palace win, which honestly is kind of funny when you think about it. Because it's like, okay, so we have these women who literally have no experience in the ring... None of this kind of, you know, deal or anything like that. They're taking on professionals, professional athletes, in a dodgeball deal. And they basically got shut out. And I say basically because uh, Joy got eliminated, like, later on during the deal. Um, and then, like, at the end, they did this weird deal where they just decided to be like, oh, hey, we got to promote the fact that Victoria and Trish Stratus have, have a women's title matchup coming up. So they had like a brawl between Victoria and Trish at the end of it. You know, makes so much no sense. I That was my first deal. But then getting to see her uh, compete in the, for the women's title at Unforgiven uh, a month later, she definitely was one of those women that just, you know, stood out. It's just one of those things that I just remember early on watching the Raws and, you know, SmackDowns. She was... The, I think she was kind of like the lead woman 
on Raw that I would watch, and on SmackDown it would be actually honestly no surprise Tori Wilson. But it's Tori Wilson, damn it! What can you blame me? I'm sorry, but uh, honestly, though, like I said, talk about the w- her WWE run. It honestly has its ups and downs. I mean, do we have to talk about Vince's Angels or De- no Vince's Devils? That's right. With it was uh, her, Tori Wilson, and Candice Michelle. My God, <laughs> I forgot. I actually did forget that was a thing, and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh boy, let's." Uh, no, that's that's no. We're moving on from that. Moving on from that. No, but the dodgeball, Nate. I'm like, I think there is a reason why they had dodgeball is because the movie, you know, Dodgeball: True Underdog Story was in theaters. What really? Yeah, it was. I'm on, I'm on their wiki right now. As soon as I heard dodgeball, I'm like, okay, I gotta make a a Globo Gym reference or something in here. But yeah, in June of 24, uh, 2000, my 2004. My um, yeah, that movie was in theaters, so by SummerSlam, it might have still been in, because, you know, some movies will last, like, two or three months, or if you're, um, Avengers Endgame, you'll be in theaters until the apocalypse. Um, you get, yeah, I think the only reason why, who, did the Divas win that one, or did, like, the... the no, it was, like I said before, the Diva Search winners won. That was why I was making that long, that long rant about... You know, professionals losing to women who just have no, uh, prof- like professional training, like you know the women in in WWE do, which is still one of the things. Like, hmm, there's a part of me that wants to think that this is rigged, but at the same time, maybe this is not rigged. I I don't know. It's weird. No, it, I don't. It, I think uh, Pritchard uh, reviewed this with uh, Conrad, and they're like, you know, after they were sh- after. <clears throat> Like, excuse me, after they shilled Blue Chew, it was all about, you know, speaking of Blue Chew, Diva's Dodgeball kind of thing. So, chat me up, Bruce. Did, and I think, you know, Bruce was just like, no, we just let him go. Like, this was just like freaking gym class. But, but man, like, yeah, I guess they must have been um, inspired by White Goodman and Pete Olafleur. The the characters in that movie, and I mean, I just thought, I forget the name of the guy in the wheelchair. He just passed away, but it's like, you know, you can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Uh, Patches O'Houlihan. Patches O'Houlihan, that's right. I can't think of the actor's name at the moment. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm scrolling through the wick. I'm going to watch this tonight. I love this. I love that movie. (laughs) Look at Dodgeball. Dodgeball's amazing. I know we're getting again off topic, but at the same time, we're talking about Diva's Dodgeball around the time that Dodgeball, a true underdog story, True in its name just came out. And I, oh God, I think if I remember correctly, I think Candace Michelle, uh, either she was in this one or she was in the, a later one. Uh, no, there was only one dodgeball. I, th- I think Candace was in this. She, she was one of the dancers, but I forgot if she was in this uh, Diva Search or if she was in a latter one. But Maybe, but you, there, was, there was one thing I also remembered. Um, What's the name of that? There's a name. I think the movie is called The Girl Next Door. It came out around this time, and it had a very young Alicia Cuthbert. You know, those of you who watch The Ranch, uh, which why it hasn't been good in two or three seasons. Um, it had a very young Alicia Cuthbert, and I think she grew up near me, like around the same area that Bobby Roode did. 
I think from that uh, Cortha Lakes region of, of Ontario. Uh, and uh, Luther Reigns was in that movie. He played oh, like God. a body. He played. He played like the bodyguard at a strip club, and then you can see. Uh, uh, I, I I forget where or what the situation was, but I watched the uh, the extras, and there's this uh, prank that we're pulling on somebody, and you know, uh, Luther or his independent name, and I quote Michael Cole, Horseshoe, H O R S H U. What kind of name is that? Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of off-topic, especially when I get to something I'm going to be talking about momentarily. Um, so, so we definitely uh, definitely will get get into that. I will say this. Uh, first of all, the actor's name was uh, Rip Torn. Was yes. The late, great Rip Torn, oh. who is literally one of the greatest actors that has you know, ever graced our screens. Uh Secondly, I, th- I think oh, we'll, clo- we'll close the whole you know, Victoria deal with this. Um, I've spoken my piece on social media about how she has been a true pioneer and that she is definitely one of those women that is a you know, key factor in the true women's revolution, which I can, still, I can still make that claim because, honestly, Victoria, like I said, was one of those key components during that deal that made women's wrestling, you know, watchable. I think, because during that time, you know, the Raw Women's Division, they had so many people like, you know, Jazz and uh, Molly Holly, Gail Kim, all of these other women here. And honestly, Victoria was one that kind of stood out because of, you know, her personality, maybe because of her theme music, her wrestling style. But she has definitely been one of those women who has been a staple in the women's revolution since day one that she entered into the WWE as a competitor. Not as a Godfather Ho, not as you know, a different gimmick, but as a competitor. So, just want to take this time to say thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Lisa, for everything that you've done. And honestly, you are going to be sorely missed in the wrestling ring. And I'm hoping, by the grace of God, I am hoping that they do you ju- justice when WWE puts you in the Hall of Fame. There's deserves to be in every Hall of Fame. Let's face it. Next year, I'm. I think she's going to go in. Maybe next year, or the year after. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of Victoria. I loved her run with Stephen Richards. Oh, it was so, it was so much fun and like uh, tattoo. I mean that music video. Um, <clears throat> let's just say you should probably watch it with blinds down, folks. <laughs> It was I, I, 2003, I, okay. <laughs> I will. I will say this. I did legitimately see um, them performing during an episode of Mad TV when they had the sketch comedy stuff, but then they also had like musical performances. Uh, and my first thought was like, "Oh, this is a great song. I remember this song. It's Victoria's song." And then I see what they're doing. And I'm like, "Oh God, well, this is going to be interesting." Well, you know what the song's about, right? I do know. And honestly, I had to also look up, because I'm thinking to myself, are they actually linked? Are they kind of, like, if they, oh, manager says that this would get them off. Okay. Got it. Got it. So this is just, so this is kind of like, like the whole <laughs> Chuck Palumbo, Billy Gunn deal, where it's like, this is just a publicity stunt. We're not really gay. We got nothing against gay people. <laughs> But, you know, that's what the song's... It, it, it is actually about, I think, this uh, couple trying to hide their um, uh, homosexuality from mm. the rest of the world. And 
And then they're just like, well, no, we're going to show you. I'm like, oh, all right, good on you. It's, I get, it could be inspiring to the uh, LGBT community. I'm like, all right, awesome. I'm an inclusive person. Like, we all all are here at WrestleLab Radio. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Okay. okay you know, and if I say the wrong shit, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know something? I, I This is honestly expiring me to... Uh, change one of my picks for what we're going to be doing next month, which, guys, you definitely don't want to miss out on that. we got a special announcement concerning that. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Let's talk a bit about Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Honestly, Raw had some pretty good matches this past week. I was pleasantly surprised by this. We had an actual legit match between the Viking Raiders and the OC, which was amazing. Uh... Rusev defeated EC3, that, that made me really sad in every single sense of the word, because it's like, dude, EC3, you were one of the best things in that NXT show. Just that line of him talking about his pants getting dirty, that was amazing. Just him just going, no, my pants, no, my pants. It's, oh, my. Oh, my God, I'm sorry, I love that. Especially, oh, God, the Know Your Pro segment where he... And Daniel Bryan had, like, the exact word-for-word answer. And Matt Stryker just ends by saying, like, I don't trust you anymore. (laughs) Just literally, I'm busting a gut laughing at that. Just seeing that, it's like... Oh, God. Um, Oh, yeah, I I still have to do the quick results. Uh, Sasha Banks defeating Nikki Cross. Another great matchup. Oh, we forgot that since they're doing the whole Fox premiere deal on SmackDown, there's apparently a season premiere for Monday Night Raw next week. How lovely for that. You only said it like 23 times. Oh, uh, yeah. No, someone, someone counted. I was listening to uh, Wrestle Talk the other night, and uh, I think they were saying somebody went back and counted, and it was something like 23. Oh, my God. You don't need to say 23. Season premiered 23 times in a fucking three-hour show. That, that's almost like six or seven per hour. That is too much. Honest to God, you should have at least said it like three times per hour. I would have been okay with that. But 23 times? Come on. What the fuck? Oh, it's, it's the season premiere. It's, it's, uh, it's who shot Vince McMahon part two. Spoiler alert, it was Monroe Sky. <laughs> because that's good shit, damn it. Yeah, we want to replicate who shot Mr. Burns 15 uh, years later. Oh, God. Um, we also had uh, she who will be named a little later on, defeating Ember Moon via submission, which was like the low point of the show for me. I don't even want to discuss that further. Um, Carmella pinning R-Truth to win the 24-7 title, yes. to, which, to, 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 to which we get like a weird deal where the guy's like, uh, we we can't pin a woman, can we? Can we even do that? And then there's uh, just a bunch of women that just come up. Um, oh my god! Then just a bunch of women just start coming out, and they're like, "We're going for the twenty four seven title now." And I, I love how there's like a deal where you can barely see it, but basically, our truth is trying to get Carmella to carry him on her back. <laughs> And Carmella's like, no, this is not working the way you want it to. It's like, god damn it. Archer, stop I'm being tired funny. tired of running. And it keeps running. Oh, that is so sad. That is so funny. Should be competing for the... Should be. Um, Chad Gable defeated King Corbin, to which I could not find a clear 
theme for that, so unfortunately that will not be sh- uh, put on this show. Um, I will say this, that the mashup that they did with it, with the like a royal deal and his theme song, I kind of dig it. Is it the best one? Well, no, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it... It, it serves its purpose, and honestly, this loss via DQ, it doesn't really hurt Corbin at all. It's like one of those things where he's like, dude, I could beat this guy like that, no problem. So why would I need to beat him again? It's one of those things where it's like, okay, this is kind of actually good booking by WWE. I'm, I'm okay with this. Uh, we got a second Authors of Pain vignette, which honestly, oh, I am... I'm looking forward to seeing when these guys come back where literally they just start talking and then they're just like, oh, wait, hold on. We're going to make you fear us. They beat up Heath Slater and No Hey Jose. And it's like, oh, okay. And then we then we get the uh, Fatal 5-Way matchup. Uh, honestly, one thing I loved about this was the fact that when we saw uh, Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode, not Robert Roode, and AJ Styles teaming up, I think it was... Uh, I think it was Ricochet. Uh, you heard fans in the background going TNA, 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 and and Rude pin Styles. To which I'm thinking, oh my god, are we getting are we getting a TNA matchup here? Oh please, please, I want this. Oh, I want AJ versus Rude so badly now. I want that US title matchup to happen. Please, for the love of God, let it happen. Honestly, Logic 101. Hey, you pin the champion. You literally are given a title shot. I mean, come on. I mean, that should have been what happened with, uh, what is it? With, uh, with, with Rude and Rollins, because he pinned Rollins at the, cha- the Clash of Champions deal. But, of course, a royal person pointed out, oh, this was a tag team match. It's not a singles match. I'm just like, I don't care. It's still, it's still pinned him. Still pinned him, damn it. He still should be the number one contender. Because, in my opinion, that's good shit, damn it. Uh, we ended with Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins ending in a no contest because The Fiend decided, hey, I'm going to disrupt this matchup and I'm going to take down the monster among man with the mandible claw, which was amazing. And we see Bray again, do, The Fiend just doing that deal where he's freaking out Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins looks like he's just ready to pee his pants at the sight of this. So I, I may not be the biggest Seth Rollins fan right now, but I will say that I do love the the way that he's basically selling the fact that The Fiend is one of the most terrifying things in the world right now. And he is. So, honestly, Raw was pretty good this past week. And they've already announced a couple things for Raw next week, including the Universal title matchup in which Rey Mysterio, who won the five-way matchup, will take on Seth Rollins. We will get a matchup, but uh, we'll get a Miz TV segment with uh, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair, Honestly, we'll see how well that turns out. I, I, I will. I will also say this: the one of the funniest things I saw from that was uh, was uh, him announcing the names. He announces Hulk Hogan, and there's like a mild to like mild manner boo. Yeah, the booze. I heard the booze from that, and then they, he mentioned Flair, and it's like, yay, we got Flair. Wait, how is he still alive? I'm sorry, I had to say it. Um, let's see here. Oh, Sasha and Bailey defeating Carmella and, Sa- and Charlotte on SmackDown. I was kind of disappointed at this matchup, especially with the fact that... Um, God, what was it? Oh, yeah, because because Charlotte locked in... Oh, well, Sasha locked uh, Carmella in the bank statement, and all Charlotte was doing was just standing there. I'm like, 
Why aren't you helping your team? I mean, I can understand if Bailey was holding you or something like that. That's one thing. But if you're just kind of standing there just waiting, it's like, no no, no sense, no common sense when it comes to, what, the, what are you doing? You're a nine-time women's champion. You know what you're doing. Why? Oh, that pissed me off. Um, Eric Rowan defeated Daniel Bryan, which was a bit of a shock, but, I mean, Harper's out there, so you got to understand that. But they also made a matchup between uh, the two between Harper and Rowan and Roman and Daniel at Hell in the Cell, which I hope to God we see a Daniel Bryan turn where he turns on Roman and it revealed, hey, I'm the mastermind behind this whole thing. That's the only way I could accept this. I just, oh, I want that so badly right now. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> it was me, Austin. Damn it. It was me, Roman. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah, Dan, Dan, okay. Now they're gonna bring out uh, Daniel Bryan in the big, in the big red hood. Oh boy! Oh my god! And, and and one of and when he takes the hood off, it just you turn it inside out and it just says yes, <laughs> no. Oh god, that'd be amazing. Um, we have Chad Gable defeating Mike Kanellis in very, very pathetic fashion with the ankle lock. To which I look at this and I think to myself, okay. For the love of God, if we're going to continue this Gable and Corbin, uh, King Corbin feud, can we have Kurt Angle as like Gable's manager slash trainer? I really would want that. I it makes sense. It's writing one hundred and one right here, ladies and gentlemen. Corbin ended Kurt Angle's career. He had handed him his final loss in his final matchup ever in WWE. How does Kurt Angle get back at Corbin? He trains Gable. Gable becomes like this machine, even though people are calling him shorty and short and all that shit. He builds up his momentum. He starts training. He basically is going back to like Olympic style fitness. And he literally just just literally becomes like the second coming of Kurt Angle. I'm telling you, it's happening right now. It really is. Uh, Because we saw the Castor suplex and then the ankle locked, which I think to myself, wow, that feels a lot like Kurt Angle. Angle slam, ankle lock. Now it's chaos theory, ankle lock. I'm okay with this changeup. Uh, Shinsuke defeated Ali. The New Day defeated the B team. B team, B team. No, no, no. Uh, Kabuki Warriors defeated Fire and Desire in what was actually a pretty good matchup, honestly. That kind of was pretty cool. Oh my god. <laughs> this, fuck, this fucking deal with Mandy. Okay, so during this whole deal... Mandy's, like, passing out magazines of her on the cover of, of course, the magazine that she's on. And one thing that's really funny is that she actually gives a cover to Otis, who wants a selfie with her. He gets the fucking selfie. <laughs> and literally, oh, my God. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, my God, Otis is now my spirit animal. I never thought I would say this, but he is literally one of the greatest things in WWE today. My God, I, oh man, just more of this deal. And and to think, it all started with Otis literally making his debut in WWE during an episode of A Moment of Bliss. He just slowly peeks his head up. And it's like, what? (laughs) Pretty lady, pretty lady. (laughs) Just like, oh my God, I I love this. I, God, I I feel like there is eventually going to come a time where Tucker and Otis are going to split. Otis is going to do just fantastic. He is literally going to be like the second coming of R-Truth. Just, 
More Otis, I more Otis stuff, please. I really want this. And the and uh, the event ends basically with the whole deal where Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens, hey, they settle the lawsuit. Shane McMahon says, I want you to do this. And Kevin Owens like, no, let's do this. Let's have a match. Let's have a ladder match where if I win, I get my job back and you're fired. If I lose, I will stay fired. So I'm just thinking to myself, oh boy. So either we're getting something really, really good, or we are getting probably one of the biggest middle fingers in all of what? No. No, 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 no. King of the Ring 99. No, 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 not that, not that. I literally just got a notification, and honest to God, we need to discuss this. Okay, so I just got a notification like from like YouTube, and a lot of times there's somewhere it's like, oh, hey, Markiplier's doing this deal. Oh, hey, this one's doing this or this one. Literally just got a notification from what culture, and what does it say? John Morrison signs with WWE. Shut up. I shit you not. It literally just said that. And we're recording this on Thursday. So this news has already been broken out. You know something? This is one of those things where I'm like, what? 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 Uh, uh, okay. So for those of you that don't know who John Morrison is, I suggest you go on the independent scene and type in Johnny Mundo, a.k.a. Johnny Impact, a.k.a. Johnny Nitro, a.k.a. Johnny... Survivor. We'll even throw that in there. Why not? I'm going to say this. If this is something that is 100% true, my God, they had better not screw him up this time. Because every single time I saw him on there, I was thinking, gosh, he's going to be a future world champion. He's going to be absolutely awesome. He's going to do great. And, uh, yeah, what ended up happening? He ended up getting shafted. So, he got wellness policy a couple of times, and, well, he was married to Melina, so, back then, you know, she was kind of a, let's just say a word that the Brits use. Fair enough. Um, you know, again, this is one of those things where it's like, hey, if John, John Morrison is back, I'm, I'm fine with that. I would love to see him, you know. Get into the like main title feuds. Honestly, oh my god, John Morrison versus AJ Styles. That's a thing that could legit happen. Yep, I'm all for that. I'm, uh, we, oh, before you go on, I was just I was just gonna say there was a certain return on SmackDown we kinda glossed over. Oh really? And that is Wait, that's Oh, oh boy. Elias is back. Yeah, he made the short jokes, and he might have a match with Gable, but <sighs> we're going to walk with Elias, and I hope he's drafted back home to Raw, where he belongs. Oh, that's right. Next. That's right. This, up- this upcoming week, they're going to have the draft starting on SmackDown, and then they will have the draft continue all the way till Raw. This is a... Uh... This is going to be interesting, even though they just did the Superstar shakeup. But you know what this means? No more wild card rule, which I'm totally fine with. Where they're actually getting exclusive brands. Thank the Lord. Oh, just... Mm. 
I hated it then. I hate it now. And I'm thankful that they're getting rid of it. Finally, one of Vince McMahon's ideas is just dead. I'm, I'm a genius. genius. I'm a genius. This wasn't. This was all a plan. I knew you guys were gonna hate this. We're gonna. We're gonna do a draft, and it's gonna be awesome. It's like, okay, whatever you say, Vince. What, whatever you say. Just honestly, with everything that they're doing, I hope that they kind of keep the brands the way that they have been, especially when they include a lot of the stuff that they've done uh, with the shakeup. I think that they drafted uh, Braun to SmackDown, Roman to SmackDown. Give them something different. Don't just have them be, you know, don't, don't just have them be literally people that just we've seen already on SmackDown. Keep, you know, keep AJ, keep Seth on Raw, keep a lot of these deals. Deal. Well, we can actually go into that a little bit later on when we talk about the whole premiere with uh, Raw and SmackDown. Uh, but we also have to do this before we go to quick commercial break. Gotta talk about NXT. Honestly, it was a really good setup. And next week, for those of you that are curious, we're getting NXT two hours on USA Network. Not a whole split deal where it's like, hey, this here on USA. Hey, this here on WWE Network. They're being smart. They're realizing, okay, this is not working out. Let's do two hours on USA Network. There you go. That's better. And from what we've seen, so far, we have a very good action-packed show here. We have uh, Matt Riddle, who won the street fight against Mr. Killian Dane, challenging for the NXT Championship against Adam Cole, baby. We have the Street Profits getting a rematch for their NXT Tag Team titles against the Undisputed Eras, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. We also have the women's title matchup between Shayna Baszler and Kansas Array. Oh, Lord, help us. If we get Mrs. Wrestling as champion, I will literally cry happy tears of blood. I will literally be that intensely happy to see that. And finally, send Shayna Baszler away because she doesn't deserve the title anymore. Give it to somebody else. To somebody who deserves it. Give it to the Queen of Lion Salts. I don't care. Jericho, I love you. But Candice LeRae does a really great Lion Salt. I'm sorry to say this. But... Honestly, NXT next week is going to be looking just absolutely fantastic. Uh, for this week, we had a great matchup between Keith Lee and I think it was... Uh, Dijak. Dijak, thank you. Uh, that matchup was very physical, and it was really great. And it's also great to see that King Ricky can also run the ropes. Oh, that's not King Ricky? I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Apparently it's not. I'm being told by this invisible person right off screen... It's not King Ricky. I'm sorry. I honestly thought that this was like one of those things where it's like, well, I have another reason to fear, you know, the men behind the royalty. But it's like, no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> um, and also during this event, we actually got the debut of uh, Diana Peraza as well. And my girl Chelsea Green, they were in the audience, but they were still on TV. I'm okay with this. I... Love Chelsea Green. I think she's absolutely fantastic in the ring. I really, 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 really am looking forward to seeing her back in the ring. Just, oh, I'm looking forward to it. Just, just, just happy, happy thoughts, happy days all around. Just, oh, NXT was great this week. But when is it not? Oh, it, it was awesome. As, as I said, because I worked all night last night, uh, I caught a recap show when I got off work this morning, and oh man, just Keith, I gotta say something about that Keith Lee Dijak match. Stop making.
making the Canadian Destroyer just a move. Because Dijak did one off the top rope. That should be like a a feud killer. That I I and I'm I'm a, I love the Canadian Destroyer, but now I just see like three like so many different people doing it. That's Adam Cole's finisher for one thing, the Panama Sunrise, and. Uh, yeah, Di- Dijak should have won the match after that. That should have just been, like, done. Keith Lee is going back to Evolve. That's it. But, you know, Keith Lee came back from that and hit the... It looked like a version of the jackhammer, like... But this is a feud I wouldn't... I want to see keep going, and I wouldn't mind seeing it at, like, a takeover event. Let's just... Let's just say if we uh, hypothetically get war games, which I'm thinking Imperium versus Undisputed Era, although I want a women's war games, but let's have both. But I think if if they do war games, like I think they're going to do, they might just do three teams like they did uh, the first one. Like we'll have, um, like we'll have Imperium, Undisputed Era, then you'll get like uh, Matt Riddle, Johnny Gargano, uh, da, 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 let's see, Kushida and um, oh, and, and insert mystery person here. Like, uh, I'd be, I'd be all up for that. Uh, what else? Who was the? There, there was another women's match. Um, whoever the the young lady is that faced Rhea Ripley. My God, she was. It was her name was like Caden something, but. She could go. I mean, she kind of reminded me a little bit of Naomi in a way, but she just had that fire. She had all these wicked moves. Uh, she seemed very, very talented, so I want more of that. Uh, and then Kushida brought out his mystery partners. <laughs> Fashion police. Here we come. Oh, the fashion police. Maybe they're the same cops that pulled over Lacey Evans. Oh, my God. We, we, yep, we're we're, we're, ta- we're going to be talking about that, folks. We are definitely going to be talking about that. A um, couple other things that took place uh, during this event that we should probably mention on the bat. Cameron Grimes being uh, Ra- Raul Mendoza. We had, uh, yep, Diana. Perazzo and Justin Green at ringside, which, oh man, I want to see. I'm again, let's see this so badly. Oni Larkin and Danny Birch were back as a team, and they defeated uh, Ever Rise. Uh, oh, Caden uh, Carter was the one that uh, Rhea Ripley faced off against. Oh my goodness! Like I, I, I want to see more of Caden Carter. She was awesome. Uh, also, we did get to see the return of Dakota Kai. Team Kick. Yep, Team Kick was back. She became she was victorious in her uh, match against uh, Tyna, Tynara uh, Conti. I believe her name is Conti. C O N T I. I think they dropped the last name, and she's just um, whatever the Tanya. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm Phil. I'm sorry. I'm not uh, familiar with a lot of the uh, indie females. If you're listening, uh, yeah, t- yeah, her. You, you know something, before we go to commercial break, I definitely do want to mention uh, this little gem that I found while I was kind of browsing around on Facebook. So, 
when I was doing that whole deal where I was, you know, saying like, hey, you know, thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Lisa, for everything you do. Uh, somebody in one of the chat, in one of the Facebook groups actually puts put down at the, <laughs> one of the first comments I had there is like, it's like, cool, a right with that t-shirt. To which I took a picture of that. I posted it up on Twitter just to show it to Issa, MJ, Phil, uh, Ant, that, and I think Ant had the perfect response of like, you know, I does my heart good to see that. To which is like, dude, you left a legacy. There's honestly no other way of putting it. And we keep, it, it feels like we keep talking about this, but we honestly never go tired of it. We love to thank, you know, the guys over at Rant With It. You guys gave us the opportunity to be a part of one of the biggest, you know, deals of all time, that being WrestleAttic Radio. And my only concern is I'm hoping we're doing them proud. Honestly, I think we are. But if we but if we aren't, I apologize. We're definitely going to be bringing our A game. Oh, trust me, by the end of the year, we are definitely going to be bringing our A game. And I'll tell you why before the show is over. Uh, so, guys, we're going to take a little quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a little, little, little funny thing that took place this past weekend. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, the season premiere of Raw, SmackDown. We got stuff about AEW to talk about because AEW versus NXT is happening next week. Oh, Lord, help us. And, honestly, guys, so many things are going to be going on. Definitely tune in. We will be right back. Hey, guys, this is Nate the Up and Great. Hey, have you ever wanted to be a champion but can't seem to really find the money and the time to get a championship belt? Well, you know who's a really good friend of mine? AJ from AJsBelts.com. These guys have a large assortment of championship belts, from classic belts to the modern day belts to championship belts you would not even believe. And guys, like I said, they work with you very well. With an awesome layaway program, there is no way that you can beat these guys' prices as well in these guys' deals, especially when you can give them a little bit of money every now and then until you can get that championship gold. Coming from a guy who's a champion and a game changer, I'm Dean Nate the Effing Great, and I'm representing AJsBelts.com, proud friends of the Game Changer Podcast. people appreciate the things that we do for you. Welcome back to the Game Changer Podcast. I'm Nate the and Great, being joined here by a very begrudgent Mr. Fretz for hearing that theme music. That is, of course, the lady we're going to be discussing right now because of the fact that she went viral this past week, Lacey Evans. So I want to state this right off the bat. Much like how Woody Harrelson's character Tallahassee doesn't hate hippies. He just wants to beat the shit out of them. It's like, I don't hate 
Lacey Evans, as much as I just really wish she would not be on my television screen anymore. She is literally like the Baron Corbin of the women's division. Sorry, King Corbin of the women's division. Great theme music. Could really do without the rest. That's really all I was. I honestly have been listening to this song so many times where it's like, crap, it's growing on me. Do I have, I have to, so that's the only reason why I can put up with her, just to hear her theme music. I'm converting you, aren't I? Uh, (laughs) Come to the dark side. Oh my gosh. Oh wait, no, no, you weren't the one that was begrudged, so. Dusty Dave, I apologize. I know she's not your favorite. (laughs) Oh, I love you, Dave. (laughs) Shout out to Dusty Dave, and hey. If you get a chance, be sure to check out his new podcast. It's actually pretty awesome. First episode features me. Anyway, getting off that topic. So, Lacey Evans did this viral video where, you know what, Fritz? I think you're going to get a little more enjoyment out of this because of one simple reason. So, by all means, I'm going to let you take over for this. What exactly happened and why did this video go viral? Ladies and gentlemen, first, please stand for our national anthem. Honest to God, right now, I, I think I think I need to tag Pete and Brady for Movie Men Podcast just to hear that. <laughs> oh, oh I thought about, I was thinking about playing the whole thing, and as we were going on, I'm like, uh, I got to commit to it by by Canadian law. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I miss Petey Williams so much. Anyways, Lacey, oh boy. Now, before I get into this, yes, I know, Kate, I know we're. Not going to really shatter kayfabe. We're going to go along with the joke. Uh, everyone, like TMZ, Zed, <clears throat> if you're up north, um, or the north, uh, featuring, uh, what's his name, Ethan Page. Um, yeah, Lacey Evans was on her way to or from a house show in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. You know, hometown of, well, I'm not going to say his name, but this is where a certain former Canadian wrestler was from. Um, It's a speeding ticket, and then does this whole viral video where she's all like, do you know who I am? And the officer's like, nope, not a clue. I'm WWE superstar Lacey Evans. Uh, Yep, here's your ticket. And rips it out of her hand, and it's like, well, welcome to Edmonton. 
I know the officer was along with the joke because this was to, pro- yeah, I guess, help promote the show. Oh, and Lacey, you went and got, went and called Canada terrible, saying that we're all nasties. Well, I'm gonna go get go to the doctor and get my feelings checked for free. <laughs> and you call it oh Canada's terrible. You hear from my lawyer, and then everyone. I loved how everyone reacted. I went along with it. I mean, I was trying to get blocked by her just for shits. <laughs> just not, not harassing her, just saying, hey. Uh, say, hey, well, something, something Canada. And then I'm like, Americans are nasties, except Nathan and Rush Lock Radio. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it was just funny watching everyone. I think it even got on, like, some sports shows up here, like on Sportsnet or on uh, uh, Slack. This one's for you, uh, Tim and Sid. Uh, it might have gotten on all these all these shows, and then it got on, like, uh, Bar Down Sports or is it Bar Down? Whatever, Bar Stool Sports, Bar Down or whatever. And everyone's like, oh, disrespectful bitch. Oh, you're a former Marine. Uh, it's, like, it's kayfabe. I'm like, oh, but Lacey, don't ever, ever besmirch my country again. Or I will make everyone stand for the Canadian National Anthem just like I did. <laughs> 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 and, I'll, and I'll sing like Salon Grenier used to on Royal, like, Impressions of Lacey Evans ever. I think we're gonna to have to just 
do do that do that every now and then. Just be like, well, I wonder what Lacey Evans would say. Well, as a proper Southern Belle lady, I would have to say that you don't know what you're talking about, you nasties. Honestly, God, we're doing better Southern impressions than she is herself. <laughs> oh my God, that's saying a lot. And honestly, God, they say Canadians have accents. <laughs> oh, we, unless you're from Quebec or you're from Newfoundland. Southern Ontario, uh, we don't have an accent, and I'm, I was—it was funny. Uh, there, there's a there's a Canadians group chat on Twitter with like me, Slack, Nikki, Danny, and uh, and, and I think a guy named TJ who's like a friend of uh, Danny's. Shout out to all them, although but not but about fuck Slack. Um, <laughs> and, and there's just all, and we are arguing. Me and Nikki and Slack are just arguing like we don't have accents like nikki's from new york and i mean well i've never heard her speak but i i i bet there's a whole lot of uh new york accent in there although i don't hear it from uh from kings of the rings i i don't i don't hear it from them but you definitely get the jersey vibe out of the fourth wall guys but it's it's funny well, hey, if you ever get a chance, be sure to check out my interview with Nikki Skywalker, where I'm pretty sure at least once or twice she threatened to kill me, which, rightly, deservingly so, I'll explain that much. Um, but I will also say this. One of the reasons why you kind of saw me kind of fade out there was because I wanted to pull up a, a retweet or, like, a little statement that she had after this whole uh, deal was going on. And basically it was headlined with the line. It's like, listen up, you nasties. And it was a picture where it says, as prior law enforcement myself and the United States Marine, I do not condone, agree with, or promote disrespecting or making LEO's jobs harder than they already are. The video was created by both parties to promote the local live event taking place in the Edmonton area. As a sports entertainer, it is my job to not only entertain, but also set the proper example. I I'm sorry, but her character is using that term loosely. I know this is her really speaking, but proper example. Okay. Um, So with that being said, I'm glad y'all were entertained, but if you ever try to honestly disrespect or put my brothers and sisters in blue harm, dot, 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 I hope you get what you asked for. I think there's like slap your face. Uh, There's like two cops, uh, emojis, followed by a heart, uh, Sergeant Estarella. So... Honestly, as you said, this was just basically one of those things where she was, you know, promoting kayfabe, but also she did this as just a way of being like, hey, don't be doing this, and don't also be those kind of pricks that are just like, oh, don't you know who I am? I'm famous. I'm on YouTube. I'm on the Twitch stream. I'm on this. (laughs) I don't know I'm going into a southern accent, but I literally think, like, I still have the video stuck in my head for some reason, but we've seen all the stupid videos, especially of those who have, like, tape-recorded themselves talking to law enforcement, and they're doing this deal where it's like, you know what? You could just do what the police officers say. Just comply with them, be good, and it's fine. No, they decided to be like, oh, well, stature, you know, blah, 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 AC says that I can't do that unless, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, you seriously, why do you have that kind of time? And B, you're an idiot. Again, they're here to protect us, and you're just making their jobs a lot tougher. Lacey Evans, she's doing it as entertainment. I'm sure that these cops got a real laugh out of it after the video went viral. But oh, you can tell that the guy was having a good time. 
But it's just one of those, it's just one of those things where it's like, just no, don't don't be that stupid idiot that decides, hey, I'm doing this so that I can be famous because it's a wrong intention. Was Lacey doing that to be famous? No, she was already famous. She was doing this to set an example. Well, her the person, not the character, of course, because the character I literally could just want. I'm literally one of those people that's like, uh, where's the paddle? You're gonna spank her on the butt? No, I'm gonna spank her in the face. How about that? That's that's how I feel about the character. And do I need a case in point? I literally show this on a video on Twitter where I just said, uh, yeah, she's the reason why us gentlemen don't get fair chances. Because that, that one guy who looked like he was going to kiss her hand, she just pulls away like, no. It's like, wow, you're the real nasty here. You're toxic to our environment, Lacey Evans. That's my rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that, that went in a totally different direction, I know, but... It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, it's a silly little video at this point. I'm not going to make, I'm not going to make a huge deal of it, but I do still have burning hatred for Lacey Evans. The only good thing, her theme song. That's about it. Don't you love her awesome moonsault? Eh. What about her sharpshooter? You mentioned that again and I will curt you. I will... Sharpshooter. It's, when she did it, it was pronounced sharpshooter. Oh, because she sharded her pants while attempting to do it? Uh, no, because it looked like shit. Okay, that actually makes more sense. I I will literally be sure to remember that next time she tries to apply that. And notice I said says tries, because it's not that hard. You just put the leg over, cross the legs, go over, make sure the legs are locked right. Boom, that's you it. Lean, and you lean back and you don't fall or go on your knees. Uh, that is worse than. No offense to The Rock, but his sharpshooter's also not that good. But, oh boy. Hey, hey Kurt Angle tapped out of it one time, so we can't say it was that bad. That's right, yeah. And before I forget, Nate, I had I did have a funny uh, wrestling news item I wanted to bring up. Alright, please, by all means. Okay, so, former Major League Baseball star, Jose Canseco, yes... Jose Canseco... Jose Canseco! ...is set to make his pro wrestling debut in Oklahoma on November 3rd. <laughs> Oklahomania 4 in Oklahoma City. World Class Revolution Inc. officially announces Oklacon, and you got like, uh, I guess it's maybe along the lines of Water City Wrestling Con, which I want to go to. Um... It's Jose Canseco. There is a home run derby. Ooh, man, I can go to. I'll go to Oklahoma for that. And you got. Boop, boop, boop. I think it's on. It, it says something. Oh, it's gonna be on Fight TV. Oh, I'm I'm gonna sign up for Fight TV because AEW. But also that. All right. And I just gotta. How old is Jose Canseco? Uh, old enough, I think. He's 55! Oh my god! Like, I remember him, uh, uh, like, if you, uh, watched The Simpsons as long as I have, you had, there was that episode where, uh, you know, they they have, like, the nuclear power plant softball team, Homer Simpson signs up for it, and then, you know, he gets his magic bat, and then, you know, Mr. Burns makes uh, a bet with 
capital city or or Shelbyville or something, a rival nuclear plant, which is funny in its own right, because two nuclear plants shouldn't be so close to each other, says the guy who lives a half hour from a nuclear plant. Um, yeah, and it had, you know, like Mike Sosha, Roger Clemens, Ken Griffey Jr., Ozzy Smith, uh, Daryl Strawberry, Daryl, Daryl, Strawberry, and, <laughs> and, and, and Jose Canseco himself. Oh, and Don Mattingly, and Mr. Burns fired him because he refused to shave his sideburns. Or was like, Mattingly, I told you to shave those sideburns. But he came out with like a big bald patch on the top here and like a fluff of hair here and a piece of his mullet in the back because of the 90s. But can say go. <laughs> I mean, I want to hear if, if the fourth wall guys find out about this. I did just post it in our, in our group chat and apparently that news... Uh, that broke before we started recording, so <laughs> I didn't even check the group chat until now today. Um, that's funny. I mean, I've you know I'm a long-suffering Toronto Blue Jays fan, and other than our back-to-back World Series in '92-'93, it hasn't been that good here, especially this season. But and I've been watching. Well, I didn't watch baseball for a long time, but I, when I was a kid, these were names I remember. And I think it's it's hilarious, but I want to see where this goes. And if it's on Fight TV, as it says it is, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Fight TV. I got to give them props. They did, they did allow me to watch uh, Impact Homecoming for free this year, so I can't really say anything bad about them. Uh, the only bad thing I've said about them is the fact that they didn't have SoCalVal as the announcer during the All Out event, which I'm still a little bitter about. Sorry, guys, but no better than SoCalVal. I don't care who you got. She's my girl. She's my bestie. Hi, Val. She's, <laughs> yes, hello, Val. Hopefully you're listening into this. Um, so let's talk about next week, which is literally going to be, a, honestly, a game-changing week. For wrestling, well, by the time this comes out, it's going to be the week of. Uh, Raw is getting a new vamp up deal. We've seen like the new graphics, we've seen the new logos, we've seen the same thing for Friday Night SmackDown, which they're calling it now. Uh, NXT has all their title matches going on, except for I think the North American title has not been announced to be defended. Although it would make for an interesting show if they did do that, have Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong again, but. Is that going to happen? Probably not. It'll probably happen later on down the road. I will say that uh, the lineup for AEW is pretty interesting because these are the uh, matches slash uh, segments that are already announced right now. So we've got uh, John Moxley making an appearance. He's making an appearance live, not over, uh, not over the, not over TV, not over. Like you know, Skype, anything like that. Uh, we have Cody taking on Sammy Guevara. I'm expecting that matchup to be absolutely fantastic because it's Cody versus Sammy Guevara. Why not? Uh, MJF will be competing against Brandon Cutler, so that should be a really good matchup. Rio taking on Nyla Rose to see who will be the first ever women's world champion. That's oh, I'm looking forward to that matchup. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we have Pac. 
taking on uh, Hangman Page. That's going to be another great matchup. Oh my God, thank you, Lord. Then we have Chris Jericho and his two mystery partners versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. So let's actually go into a couple of these matches as well as uh, as well as you know just giving our predictions on them. So let's go. We'll first start off with uh, Monday Night Raw. We got Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. So I'll ask you, Mr. Fretz, does Seth Rollins walk away with the Universal Championship, or could we possibly see Rey Mysterio versus The Fiend at Hell in a Cell? No, uh, Seth is going to retain, and I have one of uh, two scenarios that are going to happen here. Uh, Walter Jr., I mean Dominic, is going to turn on Ray and cost him the match, or more likely we'll see uh, The Fiend come out and attack... uh, I think he'll attack Rey Mysterio because it's like sharing is caring, but The Fiend wants Seth Rollins all to himself. Because we, thought, you know, Firefly Funhouse, you know, Husk gets the pig and ran with Rabbit fighting over the the action figure. And once I got that sharing is caring deal, it's like, no, he he only want he wants Seth Rollins all to himself, and that's why we're not going to get a triple threat in Hell in the Cell. Yeah, I definitely, I don't see that either. No, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't hate it, honestly. But it's like you know the. The, the fiend is like, you know, oh, hi, 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 I'm, I'm Bray Wyatt. And it's like, you know, but, but the fiend, the fiend doesn't forget, like, the fiend doesn't share. The fiend wants Seth all to himself. And then there's the claw, right? Um, it, it's, it's one of those two scenarios. And, like, I, I've been here, I've, I've been hearing, you know, you know, dirt sheets, dirt sheet stuff about, uh, getting a plan set for WrestleMania now for Ray or getting it started, which we could see uh, Dominic versus Ray Mysterio in like a retirement match or something. Like, retirement D- Dominic looks like, well, compared to Ray, because, you know, I'm the same height as Ray Mysterio. Uh, Dominic is a giant, and I'm like, you could st- I'm like, okay, somehow... I don't know how old Walter is, but somehow I think Walter is your dad. I mean, if they did, if they, if they did, if they did I'm your pappy, or um, let's see, he's what? Austrian, they speak German. I'm your Walter. Um, <laughs> too, bad too bad it's not Hungarian. I'm your Faja. <laughs> oh, uh, that close. <laughs> So uh, that, that close to getting Mike Mike Myers as Dominic's dad. Oh God, that'd be the stupidest thing in wrestling. But at the same time, I would still laugh. Be like, "Wow, didn't see that. Didn't see that coming." And just Dominic just starts doing like the accent. Oh God, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna. Hey, I thought Mike Myers was Canadian. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so to, to to piggyback off what you were saying with uh, Seth Rollins. I do agree. I think Seth Rollins is going to pick up the victory. Uh, I think it is going to be a clean effort, though. I see literally this being a situation where it's like, hey, enjoy this last final moment of Seth Rollins uh, being the champion because come hell in the cell, landscape is going to change. Early prediction, though, I do think the Fiend is walking out of the cell with the Universal Championship. I I, I agree. And if, if, if they do champion versus champion at Survivor Series... We might 
get Beastie versus The Fiend. <laughs> oh my god. I, as soon as you mentioned that whole deal, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this was a feud we wanted for so long. Now it's one that we get that's better. Oh, but gonna- that's, that match, if we have that match, that is, I'm saying right away, that is going to be a no contest. Because, or unless Brock, oh my gosh. So many possibilities. Oh, how, how, how am I going to tiptoe around this and not piss off Issa? <laughs> Oh boy, I I think I want to see that mandible claw locked on Brock Lesnar until like 2020. Oh my gosh, and Brock still doesn't give up. Oh my gosh, 2020 hits like midnight. Finally, finally passes out. Finally passes out at the at the stroke of midnight. Oh my like, God. Uh, bro, I gotta go back to Manitoba. I think he lives in Manitoba. Like <laughs> like, I, I gotta go back up north, uh, man. <laughs> but, Let's just go. But uh, we also do have some co- a couple matches. We'll talk about the NXT matches first. Uh, we'll first start with the Undisputed Era taking on the Street Profits for the NXT uh, Tag Team Titles. It's still too early, I think, to kill off this whole momentum that Undisputed Era is going off right now. So I'm just gonna do like a double deal here. Adam Cole. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, they're not losing their titles tonight. I do expect Adam Cole and Matt Riddle to be a great matchup. I expect the same thing from the tag team title matchup, but I don't see a title change happening between one of those two. For the women's title match, I'm going to get into that in just a bit. But, Mr. Fretz, who have you got for those two matches? Undisputed Era, both matches. I think there there is going to be, like, they all will all... Um, mingle and screw each other somehow. Like we're gonna have like interference spots in both, and maybe after that, it'll be Regal will be like, okay, that's enough. Uh, something, something more. No, then that doesn't get. Uh, what's their name? No, Imperium. I think Imperium is gonna do something in both matches, and then that's how we get to War Games. Ooh. That I I think that would be the perfect way to set up for it. Three Maybe. team war games. Three team. Maybe three team war games. But it'll be also like, you know, hey, uh, Undisputed Era, Matt Riddle, whatever team, we have a common enemy here. Let's take them out. That, that kind of deal. But yeah. Uh, Undisputed Era, the, dra- the Draped and Gold Prophecy will continue, I think, until at least um, WrestleMania. I could definitely see that, and I would be 100% okay with that. Up next, we got the women's title matchup, in which we have the challenger Candice LeRae, Mrs. Wrestling, taking on Shayna Baszler, the only two-time champion. So the question here is, do we see a new champion crowned here, or do we see the reign of the horsewomen, or horsewoman, just singular, uh, continue here. Honestly, I see Candice LeRae taking the belt off of Shayna Baszler. They need to have some kind of impactful uh, moment involved in here. If Imperium does not show up, then it's got to be the title situation. So I honestly think that Candice LeRae, she's worked hard. She's been doing really great. I think she's the next babyface that needs to dethrone Shayna Baszler, send Shayna Baszler up to the main roster, and honestly, you could still continue the dra- training with the other two. And 
evolved to eventually have the horsewomen matchup. Honestly, I would say by Royal Rumble. I would not say WrestleMania because I think that they are still going to try and do it. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey as the matchup, which honestly I'd be very okay with seeing. Um, so I'm thinking Royal Rumble is when we get the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen matchup because Survivor Series, I think it's too soon for that. And you can't just put it on a B, on a B show, sorry, like TLC or Elimination Chamber or something like that. So I'm predicting that we see the uh, four horsewomen uh, matchup come Royal Rumble. Yeah, I got, uh, I think Candice is going to get the win here. Uh, but her reign, I think, is going to be extremely short-lived because we will have a heel Io Shirai uh, in the shadows. Yeah, that's right. I actually did forget about that. Honestly, continuing the feud between her and Io would be perfect. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, it's organic, it's there, just let's have it. And honestly, eventually we're going to probably get Candice Array versus Rhea Ripley, so... Yeah, give, give us a little bit of that. And honestly, I think that Shayna Baszler's farewell match should be against Rhea Ripley because they really promoted that to be like Rhea Ripley's you know next big feud. So I think that that needs to happen at Takeover. That should be one of the women's matchups for um, that should be that should be one of the women's matches for uh, NXT Takeover War Games. Uh, not next month, but the next the month following. Because that would be a headline matchup. It doesn't need a championship. Some people would say, well, but it would make the title more prestigious. No, what makes it more prestigious is the people who are fighting for it. And yeah, I guess you could say the same thing about Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler. You don't always need to have every Big Ten match be a title match. I mean, we got AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Both of them were not for championships. They were just to prove, hey, I'm the better one. Unfortunately, here it was during the reign of terror of Brock Lesnar, so... Sorry, but we're in our own little reign of terror right now, and that's the whole, yo, hey, Brock wins, lols. But it is, it is, it is what it is. Um, let's, get, let's get into the uh, SmackDown deal, and then we'll talk quickly about AEW. Uh, SmackDown, the only matchup that I know that is announced right now is the matchup between uh, Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston. Now, you actually gave your uh, prediction on that uh, last week, you did predict that Brock Lesnar was going to go over and win the title off of Kofi Kingston. Does that still stand, or has that changed since last week? Wait, did they predict Kofi retaining? Maybe you did. I thought. I think I, I did. I think I. Uh, there, there is another match uh, for that SmackDown as well. Oh, okay, okay. Um, uh, I'm sure there was. I just couldn't think of it off the top of my head, so I figured you know what get the main ones that people are going to kind of be talking about out of the way. Right. Oh, uh, damn it. Um, you know what? Like, I think that was just my heart of hearts. My Kofi's reign hasn't had this seemingly insurmountable odds to overcome yet. I mean, he, no offense to Dolph Ziggler, Kevin Owens, and, um, oh, excuse me, Randy Orton. But this is like the ultimate test. This is the ultimate odds odd for um, Kofi to overcome. Oh, but I don't think it's happening. I think we're getting Lesnar full time. Issa, 
your beastie's going to be the champion. You know what? I'm going to go with the safe bet and predict that Brock does win as well. I really want Kofi to continue this you know, title run that he's had. Has it been the most memorable? Not exactly. But has he put on some great matches? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, honestly, he's had matches you know, against Kevin Owens. He's faced off against uh, Dolph Ziggler. He fought off against Randy Orton in a couple of pair of matches. He had his feud with Daniel Bryan, which was great. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think, actually, didn't he also have a triple threat between... Maybe it was him, Owens, and Zayn, maybe? I remember he had a triple threat and Sammy was involved. I remember that much. Yeah. I can't remember who the third one was. Maybe it was AJ Styles. It who was not? KO. It was KO. Okay, cool. So three three great people competing for the title. That is great TV for SmackDown. I'll say that much. Um, but yeah, I just... They need to have a huge shock factor and they need to have a huge game changer. I think with also Fox supporting it, they got to have some kind of say in what goes on. They need to have a big name as as champion. And, you know, Kofi, he is a big name to us as fans, but to a lot of networks, he probably isn't. So they want a big name like Brock Lesnar. So I agree. I just had something funny. Uh, our WrestleMania radio Patreon chat, we're talk, they're all talking... Like uh, Wade and all them, we're talking about um, John Morrison. <laughs> and Doc Haas says maybe he's the father of Maria's unborn child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I oh love you, Doc. Oh, <laughs> Doc Haas, the gloriously handsome Doc Haas. You're the man. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I mean, if that's the only reason why they bring him in, I will literally say, WWE, you just lost yourself a subscriber, my good people. I'm sorry, you... Fuck you. I hate... <laughs> just for that, this is a dude who competed here in Wisconsin and he looked like he was just having the time of his life and now he just goes in just to be a part of a stupid storyline. Of course, that's WWE logic. God damn it. No, it's Rusev, right? I, I, I don't know. I, they, they claim it's Rusev, but it could be somebody else. I guarantee you Maria's going to come out one of these weeks and say, oh, it's not Rusev. Now, if it turns into something like, oh, hey, it turns out to be like Nia Jax or something like that, be one of those things like, uh, A, how is that possible? B, uh, I got nothing to criticize about this. Nia Jax literally could kill Mike Canales. Uh, sorry, Mike. <laughs> Just, oh, good Lord. I Somehow that storyline would interest me more than who the, the father is of Maria's baby. I'm sorry, but this is stupid. I if feel May Young was still alive, she'd be giving birth to the right hand. It would be like, <laughs> oh God, that's yeah, so Mar- Maria gives birth to the hand. No, <laughs> the hand is the the hand is the father. Oh man, Maury Povich is getting involved in this, isn't he? Oh, my God. oh man. Well, thankfully it's not Vince Russo, so let's move on. Uh, Bro. <laughs> Bro, I got an idea here. Oh my gosh! We, what we, we, if the paternity test is on a pull? I'm. I want to pull a Brian Zane right now, where he does the whole. Just. Oh. Yes. That's that's how I feel right now. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. Shout out, shout, also, the shout out to ma- me. The, I was gonna say the other match on SmackDown is the KO Shane ladder match, which I thought it was a Hell in the Cell, but it's a SmackDown. Okay, then. Well, then, I guess they're going to spare us from that. Okay, I'm okay with this. Um, okay, so let's go into AEW. All right, so we got Cody versus Sammy Guevara. 
oh, God, love you, Sammy. But at the same time, Cody's got a title match. He needs that momentum. Going with the Cody. Going yep. with the Coachster. Uh, MJF versus Brandon Cutler. Uh, are we both in agree? Yeah, MJF. MJF, come on. He's better than Brandon Cutler, and he's better than us. <laughs> you know what? Shut yeah, up. Just, you, you made, yeah, fun, of my, he made fun of me. Oh, so uh, yeah. Uh, I'm still not over that. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about your orthopedic shoes, but he already did. Yeah, well, he asked where, where I got them, and then he asked how I won my fake belt. Hey, I earned that, okay? I worked a lot of hours, and I earned that belt. So shut up. Um, hey, I, I, I like that belt commercial you do. Come on. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, we have Pac taking on Hangman Page. I think that this one's going to be a little bit more challenging because do we pick Pac because of the momentum that he's coming off of All Out? Or do we pick Hangman Page because of how he's, you know, because of the fact that he lost it all out? It's kind of one of those things where it's like, do we see Hangman Page build the momentum again? Or do we see Pac? You know what? I'm going with Pac on this one. I think that they're going to be building up Pac for something bigger and better. What it is, I honestly don't know. So I think I think Pac's going to pick up the victory for this one. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Uh, next up, we have Jericho and his two mystery partners versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Uh, I think this one might be easy for me. I I predict that it's going to be LAX. Well, they're not going to be known as LAX and AEW, but uh, what what do they call them? Like Los Barricos or whatever the whatever they're trying to call them or something like that. Just, LAX, okay. The, the the mystery partners are LAX. I'm calling that right now. I don't care what anybody says. Um, I think Jericho and LAX are picking up the victory over Omega and the Bucks. And I think that Kenny Omega gets the pin, gets pinned. It's gonna yeah. be a, it's gonna be a bold deal, but at the same time, they're building up this Kenny Omega redemption storyline. Kenny's got to keep doing that losing streak, and he's got to be the reason why he's he's losing at this. So, I yep, LAX Chris Jericho win. Kenny gets pinned. Absolutely, and I think that that's gonna lead up to uh, Alpha versus Omega for the title when. Yet Kenny's redemption story finally comes full circle. Uh, take a shot. Take a shot, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, my whiskey's in the freezer. Um, yeah, that's that's how I think it's going to go. And it's going to be LAX. All right, and then the last matchup here for AEW is for the AEW Women's World Championship. I feel like I really want to just continue calling it that just because it sounds cool. But maybe it'll die off sooner rather than later. But we got Nyla Rose taking on Rio. Oh, this is this is gonna be a really good matchup, but this is a tough one to predict. Because you could go down the historic route, or you could go down like, either way, it feels like you can't lose with whoever you predict for this. But I'll have you pick the this one here, Mr. Freds. Who have you got for this one? Nyla Rose. Okay, you're going down the historic route. Uh, I'll make things interesting. I'll go with uh, Rio for this one. And honestly, I could see Nyla Rose being a really good feud for Rio if she were to win the title. But at the same time, same could be said if the roles were reversed. So either way, I think we got a we got our we got our feud on our hands. Otherwise, we could be seeing uh, Britt Baker getting involved for like sooner rather than later because she was unfairly eliminated in that matchup, but she's got to go through, uh, through it. Was it, was it Bea Priestley who eliminated her or was it, uh, was it somebody else? I, th- I think it was, 
So I think she's going to wrap up that feud, and then she'll go into the uh, Women's World Championship. God, that just sounds so much better. I'm sorry. I, I feel like I want to keep saying that now because it feels different. It feels new. It feels like it means something. I know it, the name is one thing, but the people who fight for it make it all that it needs to be. So we'll see how it goes. And we'll see how it goes because we'll probably be ending up we're celebrating with a little bit of the bubbly, ladies and gentlemen. So, with that, I think that we are just about wrapped up with this edition. Uh, but before we go, I do want to actually talk about this. So, this past weekend, we talked about, of course, you know, the retirement of Victoria. Another thing that kind of happened this weekend was the fact that uh, in addition to the announcement that uh, Wrestling Hub has announced the host for that event, that being the grandfather himself, ran for the ant. Shout out to Anthony Stefano. Got to say this, you guys, that they've already kind of put up the polls as well as the nomination deals for who gets nominated for which categories. Now, I'm going to make kind of a bit of a... Sh- I'm going to do a little bit of something bold. And it might be considered a bit of a shoot, if you know what I'm saying. But I know that you and I have definitely been kind of vouched for duo of the year. I mean, we look left and right, and it's like, oh, hey, Nate and Fretz for duo of the year. Nate and Fretz for duo of the year. It's like, you know, that's cool. I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, I would dare say that I could be a good candidate for solo of the year for this year because before – Worked with WrestleAddict Radio. I did do this podcast by myself the majority of the time. The only thing that's different now is that Fretz has joined on, and we got a lot more you know viewpoints, and we got a lot more entertainment involved. Hashtag troll Fretz troll. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but I will say this. The one thing I definitely do believe that is going to be a bit of a, I don't know if I would say controversial statement, but a very harsh statement, is that when they do podcast of the year, my honest opinion, who do I think is podcast of the year? I do believe it's the game changer. I mean, I hate to be that person, but you look at the resume that I pointed out so many times on different times throughout the show. The people I've gotten the chance to interview, including Noel Foley, Drew McIntyre, Larry Zabisco, SoCal Val, amongst others. You look at the fact that I've not only made sure that this show focuses on wrestling, but also on pop culture which a lot of people seem to enjoy the variety. When it comes down to it, I do feel like I have been giving a lot to the wrestling community. I've gone to WrestleManias. I've gone to All Out. I've gone to wrestling events here locally. And I've definitely gone to events, hopefully, you know, with in and out of the state. So, in all honesty, I hate to be the one that's kind of, you know, being boastful and being, you know, tuning my own horn. But I think secretly... I think the Game Changer podcast deserves it this year. Now, I'm not going to be pissed off with whoever wins it. I'm just stating a fact. I'm just stating my opinion. And I'm just stating the fact that, you know, it shouldn't always go to royalty, but it should definitely go to something that changes the game. And there's nothing that changes the game more than a Game Changer. Major pun intended. That is just my opinion. People can take it as a grain of salt. You can get personal about it. You know how to find me on Twitter. Mr. Fred says nothing to do with this. This is just coming from me. So for those of you that hate my opinion, let me know. I'm just making this bold statement 
because I feel like the Game Changer podcast definitely deserves it. With that being said, uh, Mr. Fetz, do you have anything to add? Anything more that we should discuss? Yeah. Well, before we plug our uh, uh, our WrestleAddict Radio friends, um, I, I did want to just mention that I'm honestly blown away that uh, I'm even mentioned among the uh, the WrestleHub podcast awards. That's, that's what this is. I'm, I'm blown away that I'm mentioned. And like, I just started doing this, like, I'm not the one to say, hey, nominate me for this. Like, I was doing a solo one, and I still do a solo one myself here on my personal account and on and then our Patreon. Uh, I should plug those shows as well. But, um, like, and, I, and I, I was just saying to everyone in our chat, like, no, I don't deserve this. And then they like, oh, no, yeah, you do. I'm like, well, okay, so if you want to nominate us for duo of the year and podcast of the year yeah please do it <laughs> uh that's that would that you know when slammy would just uh it would it would make my day it would be amazing i got two slammies like uh i i've been enjoying this so much and i'm blown away that uh people like to hear the sound of my voice <laughs> You, you, you know, I think that, you know, even if we get like one or maybe even two awards, I think we just need to start off the podcast after we find out about the wins with just the phrase, I told you folks, we told you, we ate nuggets, we are winners, baby! Woo! Oh, that's, that's going to be funny, and I, I love that Ant is, is hosting it. Uh, anticipating the arrival of his second child, I think, almost any day now, so oh big, big props to, to him and the missus, and, and they're, I think, I think they're having a second girl, I don't, I'm not sure, I think, that, that is but true. it's, yep. yes, big, big ops to them, and listen to the rant, like, they're, they had a podcast this week, uh, uh, where it was them, and I think, uh, there's Kyle, and I forget the name of the third, the third guy, but, they just broke. I mean, they they were, they were gone, and the, the segment Florida versus everyone, amazing. Cause you get all these news stories like, oh, only this shit happens in Florida, and I'm like, I sent someone from Canada, so I'm like, hey, I think we have to like come out of country to take down Florida. If you, if you listen to like listen to it, folks, like trust me, it's it's really really good. But yeah, I'm I'm touched. I'm honored that uh, I, I I woke up one day and I'm like I looked at on my Twitter I'm like why do I have like some odd notifications on Twitter I'm like oh what like okay <laughs> <laughs> and then I panicked so I'm just like wait I have to nominate a duo and I'm like well I didn't want to nominate myself so I did like it was um cultaholic classic raw review I'm like oh okay I'll nominate Ooh. these guys. <laughs> Which is funny, Tom Campbell and um, Justin Henry. They're they're funny. They're on Culta. Yeah, they're, they're on Cultaholic. They do classic raw reviews, and just this week they did like a watch along with Matthew from Botchamania at WrestleMania Ten, and a good time. Okay. But I would, I, I'd be honored if you guys voted for the Game Changer. You voted for 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 me and Nate. I would uh, I would be honored. Whatever we do, and. I want to plug our Russell Attic Radio Patreon because um, 
Not only have I got a show on there now, uh, the 20 Bells Salute, where each month I look back on not only wrestling, but um, movies, TV shows, video games, and whatnot. And October 1999, coming up next month already, my God, um, No Mercy, which means we have the Terry Invitational Tournament, Kit. Ha, ha, ha. But that is the historic ladder match between Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys. Oh, that's right. You know that. Yeah. And, but we also have a ladder match. Yay! British Bulldog versus the Rock Dog Poop match. <sighs> but I have one monumental video game release from October 1999. You want to know what it is? 1999. Uh, was it No Mercy? Close. Damn it. WrestleMania 2000. Ooh. For the N64. Like, I'm, thi- I, I'm thinking of digging into my closet to see if it still even works. <laughs> but, uh, I put so many hours in. Like, no Mercy does not work anymore on my 64. That cartridge is done because of the <laughs> amount of time I put into that game. Uh... And there's also like a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror in there. I forget which one. I think it's the one with Stretch Dude and Clobber Girl and Cena. Um, if you're a Simpsons Valentine Simpsons fan like I am, you'll get a kick out of it. I haven't looked back into other stuff yet. Willie T, Willie Tereshuk, is doing the Wrestle Wars where he's going from the Monday Night Wars, WWE, ECW, WCW. Uh, I think. Um, Jeff Macchio has a tattoo show and his version of This Is Me. Like, our Patreon, guys, it's lit, and it's only five bucks. Five bucks? That's like the price of a footlong. Well, there used to be yep. a price of a footlong at Subway, but not so much Oh, anymore. I remember that. <laughs> and Fretzelmania, I just uploaded uh, Backlash 2001 this week. A show that I was going to do, and we were going to do backlash shows in April, right. but then I got really sick, and then I got switched over. That's when I got switched over to the night shift. Yeah. So, F R E T Z L E Mania. Listen to that, folks. And that's my plugs out of the way. All right. WrestleAttic Radio. At Attic underscore Russell is the place to be. And guys, I do believe that not only do we have a Patreon deal going on, but I do believe that we are still in the process of working on an actual website that should be released probably before the year ends. I'd have to double check that with the uh, with the WrestleAddict family, but I know there's been a lot of talks about it and it seemed like it was very close to being done. If it is up, then we'll definitely be plugging that heavily next week. Uh, not 23 times like Raw did with their season premiere. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, guys, be sure to check out all the great all the great people here that work with us at WrestleAttic Radio, uh, listening to us, the Game Changer Podcast, also Kings of the Rings Podcast, Not Your Mama Soap Opera Podcast, the Gifted Podcast, as well as the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Definitely check those guys out. They are absolutely fun. They're entertaining. Absolutely tremendous. Uh, I will say that you guys definitely should listen to them as well as, you know, Give, give us a plug. Give us a like. We are on so many different uh, podcasting forums. Definitely check us out, especially on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes. So many great places to be, guys. It's just a great day to be a wrestling fan, and it's going to be ending on such a high note for the end of the year. I guarantee it. We are getting so close to the point where we're probably going to have to start talking about like you know match of the year 
or like end of the year candidates and stuff like that. We're getting close to that time of year already. Um, but I have an idea that I'll tell you. I'll tell you about off air. Okay, uh, but one thing I, we definitely do want to announce for this episode is the fact that in October we're going to be bringing you guys a little bit of a great Fretz Connection uh, production in which we're bringing back our own version of the retro uh, pay-per-view podcast where we talk about a lot of the re- lot of the pay-per-views of the past, review them, talk about them, some of the great memories, some of the not-so-great memories, and just you know have fun with them. You guys, we've talked about a lot of things, including WrestleManias. Uh, we've talked about a lot of just you know stuff from like Survivor Series, a lot of great events, and we kind of wanted to do something really cool for you guys. So starting next week, we're going to be doing like a once every week deal in which we will be discussing a different uh, pod, a different uh, pay per view that was you know nominated by one of us. Uh, but one thing I definitely wanted to do is I want to actually take out one of my pay per views and I want to do something kind of crazy. I want to actually review an episode of SmackDown. More specifically, the SmackDown in which we had one of the greatest moments of all time, that being the uh, union deal between Billy and Chuck. I honestly think it's one of those things, one of those shows that could be interesting to review because we had that great moment. I got, we got, But we got to look at everything else that goes on with that show. The matches that happen, the segments that happen. It ends on such a you know very entertaining and very very strong note in all honesty and it features a lot of stars that we've seen you know in their in their younger years this i think features a young john cena who is still wearing like the wrestling trunks and the wrestling boots and stuff like that before he switched out for the sneakers and the jorts and the you know hip-hop player player kind of deal (laughs) yep yep the, the whole well he still does that he still does the whole Five knuckle shuffle deal. Which, hey, did you know that was a sex move? Yes, it is. We knew that. What? <laughs> yes, it it's is. It's a euphemism for whacking. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Mind blown, man. <laughs> oh man. So that's gonna be one of those things that we're gonna be reviewing as well. Uh, honestly, maybe I'll even just have like a deal where we just review. Uh, Fretz will pick like two paper events, and I'll pick out uh, two shows that we'll have to review, and. Honestly, I just think that would be really cool to just review that union episode between Billy and Chuck, just just to watch that, just to watch that deal again, and just to see Eric Bischoff do the classic phrase, "Did I just hear myself say three minutes?" Oh my god, that just I, 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 it's one of those things. It's a guilty pleasure. It is a guilty pleasure just hearing that phrase because it because then you know, oh shit's about to get real. Oh, man. So, guys, for Mr. Fretz, I've been Nate the Epic Great. You've been listening to the Game Changer Podcast, a part of Wrestle Attic Radio, and we're here proudly to keep wrestling real. Stay tuned, you guys. We'll talk to you in the next episode. And honestly, you guys, thank you so much for all the love, for all the support. We cannot do it without you. Without you guys, we're just two guys rambling on about random stuff. I mean, it's what we normally do, but at the same time, we, it's really cool to do it do it for your, for your guys' entertainment. So thank you guys so much. Talk to you next week. Peace. Bye. Peace. Adios. Bye. And uh, behave, you nasties.
Distinguish yourself, and using Cremo beard products is how you distinguish your beard. From beard wash and scruff cream to revitalizing oils and styling balm, each is designed to soothe, soften, and relieve the itch for any stage of beard growth. So whether it's short and scruffy or long and glorious, your beard will always look and feel its best. Cremo beard products, beard boldly at Walmart, Target, CVS Pharmacy, Rite Aid, Walgreens, and on Amazon. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%, APR 4.22%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. 8.88% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 33. 